Business Value Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Mastery Partners, where our mission is to equip business owners to maximize business value so they can transition their business on their terms. Our mission was born from the lessons we've learned from over 100 business transactions, which fuels our desire to share our experiences and wisdom so you can succeed. Now, here's your host, CEO of Mastery Partners, Tom Bronson. Hi, this is Tom Bronson, and welcome to Maximize Business Value, a podcast for business owners who are passionate about building long-term sustainable value in your business. This podcast is part of our series with speakers from the upcoming Business Transitions Summit. The BTS is our event on May 2nd for business owners uh, to be able to come and learn how to maximize the value of your business and begin the process of preparing for your ideal transition. Registration is open now at businesstransitionssummit.com. That's transitions with an S, businesstransitionssummit.com. Now, in this episode, I'd like to welcome our guest, Dave Casey. Now, he's a partner with us here at Mastery Partners, so he does what I do. Uh, and Dave will be one of our featured speakers at the Business Transition Summit. He's actually going to be leading a panel discussion on the topic of key performance indicators, and I know that is a passion of his. So welcome to Maximize Business Value, Dave. Well, thanks, Tom. I appreciate it much. Glad to be here. And and I just have to correct you, nobody does what you do. So (laughs) (laughs) luckily, not true. true. Nobody does it as poorly as I do it. (laughs) No, okay. Maybe that's it. (laughs) Well, thank you for that. So uh, you know, we're in the business together. So tell us a little about your business. (laughs) Well, it's interesting. I was I was gonna talk about three businesses, actually. So I had an right. IT services business for many years. I sold that about, actually, it's been a, a, a dozen years ago now. Uh, it seems seems like yesterday, <laughs> but... Uh, um, oh, has it really been a dozen years? Yeah, well, I guess I guess 11 years. So it's coming up on a dozen. So it's uh, so I exited that business and then um, went into consulting around cybersecurity and been doing that, still do that a little bit. And then just recently, we've joined up, uh, you know, with Mastery Partners, and I've been working with business owners and helping them prepare their business for transition, but more, moreover, maximizing the value of their business, whether they execute a, an exit or not. And that's and that is super important, isn't it? It sure is. You know, and in, in retrospect, I, I, as you know, I, I, I'd love to have gone through that process before I exited my business. It, it would have had a different result. <laughs> so. Well, and as you know, it's one of these things that, you know, we developed this process because after I've sold, you know, bought and sold 100 businesses in my career, I was really frustrated that there was nobody in that space to help prepare a business for right. transition. So we had to make it up as we went along, right? And yeah, yeah. There's, there's plenty of folks that want to help you sell your business, but they're not, they don't, they're not there to help you do the work before the sale. And that's, that's right. so important. Well, and it's, I mean, there's so many different types of transitions too. You know, you might have an internal transition to an ESOP or to sell to management or your children. You could have an external uh, transition. And all of those preparations are different, right? Yeah. If yeah. you're going to prepare to do an ESOP, your preparation is different than a preparation to sell to a to a private equity or take the company public. Sure. 
And so, so the beauty of what we do is we're totally agnostic to, uh, to what the outcome is. All we are passionate about is helping the business owners really define that ideal exit and then execute it, uh, on their terms. And so, uh, you've been, you've been a great partner to have here at mastery and it's been a lot of fun working with you. Uh, so you're speaking, uh, and you're leading a panel discussion on the topic of developing and using KPIs to maximize business value at the Business Transition Summit. So tell us a little bit about your session. Well, it's interesting. You know, I think um, either on purpose or or by accident, we all use key performance indicators um, to kind of find out how our business is running and uh, where the where the problems might might lie. And they're going to vary by business, um, but you know, and there's, and it really these are metrics that you gather to track either the the success or maybe even the failure of certain areas within your business. Um, formalizing that and, and putting that into a uh, a structure that that others can understand as well, I think is incredibly important. It's I think it's important just to run your business, but it's also important. Uh, if you do have an eye in the future to, to make a transition. So uh, really what I think is, um, I, I had a misunderstanding about what KPIs were when when I had my business. Uh, so I, hopefully we can overcome some of those those things with this session. Really? So uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think that a KPIs are really important, but I hadn't really thought about it. Every business owner has KPIs. Some of them are intentional and some of them are not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, we, like when you run out of cash and then you go, wow, I should have been tracking cash, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> that yeah, happens. The, the long running joke in our business was, uh, you know, we had KPIs that we were using at the last company, the last sizable company that I sold. And the long running joke was that um, before I put my key in the door to unlock it, uh, in the morning, uh, the CFO had to hand me a slip of paper with with uh, cash, AR, and AP uh, because those that was a that was an indicator I wanted to track every single day. Uh, and, and of course, long running joke because I didn't have a key, I didn't ever lock my door, you know. But but that was the first thing she walked into my office every morning right after she arrived and said, "Okay, here's our cash. Here's the." Yep. Uh, Here's the uh, KPI on our cash today. So, uh, uh, because cash is one of the most important things that uh, business owners yeah. should be tracked. So, That's a big one. So, if you, uh, our our uh, listeners, if they come to this particular um, um, session at the BTS, then what would they? What should they expect to learn? Well, I've narrowed it down to six or seven different things. So. Um, but first is what is a KPI? What is a key performance indicator? And that's going to be um, in every aspect of the business. <clears throat> you know, I, I was came up through the sales side of the world. So I always thought of KPI as, you know, where am I against my quota? Um, maybe my profit percentage if I'm paid on profit. And that's about all I cared about. Um, so there are KPIs in, in every aspect of the business, whether it's finance, engineering, uh, operations, sales, marketing, you name it. You know, every part of the business has a set of key performance indicators to let you know what's going on in that area of the business. Um, the other thing that the business owner, I think we have a, we have the opposite of the problem we had in the old days. We have a problem of too, um, too much information right now. We're gathering so much information is, is sorting and categorizing that is, is hard. So 
What's important to the business owner? I think that's another thing we're going to do that. How do we gather that information? How do we gather the KPIs? What are the mechanisms to do that? And then what tools do you need to analyze that data? Um, certainly an Excel spreadsheet's a start, but but there are many tools available to business owners to to crunch that data and find out which KPIs, you know, what, what are they really telling me? Um, then how do you do it on an ongoing basis? And I learned this um, kind of the hard, hard way, and I mentioned cash from a cash perspective. You have to not only gather this data and look at these points in time that the KPIs give you, but then you have to chart that and you have to put that over a period of time. Um, and do analysis, doing a trailing three months, a trailing 12 months analysis and try to build a roadmap. And then you look at the rate of change of those data points that will tell you where your business is going and give you a really clear, concise uh, idea what what's next. Um, so typically as a part of this, a lot of questions arise about that. We'll address those questions. And then the real big thing is, how does this affect my bottom line? How does this really affect the bottom line of the business? So we're going to tram a lot in this one session. Wow, that is a lot of stuff to cover in, in like a 45-minute session. So uh, uh, aggressive. We want to look attractive so that, you know, of the 16 sessions, we want the, the line to be long to get into ours. <laughs> yes, they're going to learn the most if they come to you, right? Exactly right. I, I can tell your passion on this topic comes through. Why are you so passionate about this? You know, um, it, it. I learned about KPIs a long time ago, actually in 1998. So that's quite a long time ago. And again, as I mentioned, I just thought about it as, you know, sales and, and, and in that format. Um, I learned as I prepared my business uh, for sale, there were several items that I was not capturing. And I actually had to go back and kind of uh, relive history, dig into the books and and recreate some of these you know data points um, that were important for the the buyer to looking at my business uh, they wanted to know those things and i hadn't i hadn't been keeping track of them along the way i had all the data it was there but it took it was a long process to dig through and do that so i was really kind of a seat of the pants guy for most of the time running the business and then I realized um, I could have been running the business. It would have been easier to run the business, first of all. And uh, it would have been more valuable when I sold it had I been doing this all along. So I really think this is a secret that that uh, business owners really need, really need to take advantage of. I, I totally agree with you. So, so mm -hmm. you know, I, I know you've been a business owner. What really qualifies you to be a speaker on this? I mean, this is a, this is a highly specialized topic, but and it's different for every business, right? I mean, there are certain yeah. things that you should everybody should be tracking. What qualifies you as a speaker on this topic? Well, there's two things. One, I've I've lived it. I've gone through the the process myself. Um, but that's just one kind of uh, one one evidence, I guess. The other thing is, uh, for the last 10 years, I've been a mentor with a group called Biz Owners Ed. And uh, that's a that's an organization. It's a nonprofit that we we help business owners kind of improve their business and get past the inevitable plateau that entrepreneurs have. So an entrepreneur starts a business, it ramps up quickly, and then inevitably it plateaus. And that plateau is usually because the business owners kind of run out of what they know how to do. They're a great salesperson. They probably they, they've done all the sales they can do. But now finance is starting to catch up with them. HR uh, operations, areas where they're not great. 
um, are, you know, are the reasons their businesses plateaued a bit. So um, through that process, I've learned a tremendous amount about KPIs and, and really kind of learned um, maybe the traps of collecting too much information, the traps of collecting the wrong information, uh, or collecting the information and then kind of ignoring it and not taking action on it. So um, I, th I think I've got a good perspective on it, and hopefully we can communicate that to the, to the attendees. Awesome. Yeah. For any business owner that doesn't really have kind of formalized KPIs, this is going to be just a spectacular session. Just a side story, you know, in, in my last business, we had three different operating units, you know, operating in 38 different countries. We literally had hundreds of KPIs that we were, that we were tracking. Sure. I only had 12, right. You know, I'm as yeah. a business owner, I'm looking at 12 things uh, that that uh, that when we got together for our weekly meetings, my leadership team would report on their two or three things that were part of that 12. And if there was anything that was wonky, they might have hundreds of other KPIs underneath that and they could Correct. pull into that data. I didn't want to see, you can really get information overload um, yeah. when it comes yeah. to KPIs. And I, I didn't want all that detail. I, I knew that if something was wrong down that line, it was going to be reflected in this one number. Uh, so let me see that one number, right? <laughs> yeah, getting to that point is is not easy, as you know. I mean, it's um, and actually establishing these KPIs for each functional group and each uh, management team, and and uh, and then it, adjusting that over time. You know, as, as things change, either your business changes, the market changes, whatever, the KPIs may change a bit, too. Um, or you may find that, you know, the one you've been collecting and, and depending on just is not a good predictor of the future. So you, you've got to make some mid-course corrections. Uh, but, yeah, you've got to kind of boil it down. I, I tried to get it down to seven. For me, it, I never got there. I was probably at a dozen or more, as you indicated. So, Yeah. Yeah, and it really, I mean, it depends on the business. And of course, uh, you know, having a very complicated business like we were in, in three different units and all these different countries, um, boiling it down to 12 was a real challenge. But uh, but ultimately, those are the ones. And occasionally, I would ask for detail, you know, below yeah. that if it felt like something was going on. But uh, but but those things, then I knew that every every person in our organization had some KPI that they were tracking, right? Yep. So, so uh, if I needed to drill in, I knew that I could get there, but I also didn't need to spend hours and hours pouring over um, data that that is not going to be helpful to me in making decisions Correct. in the business. So now I know you mentioned this already, but uh, there are 16 different concurrent sessions. And of course, you're going up against four other or three other sessions at the same time. So why should attendees, why should business owners plan to attend your session over anything else? Well, this is a, uh, it's kind of a trite response, but, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And I think that's where <clears throat> I think a lot of business owners, and I was in this group, I mean, uh, they understood what KPIs were. They knew they should be using them. Um, they, they may even be tracking a few, but they did not know or they don't know in many cases, you know, all of this and kind of building this, I call it a wedding cake. You've got all these stuff happening at lower levels that, that boil up to you and how to effectively put all that together. And uh, the biggest thing too, is the analysis part. I mean, it's great to gather all the information, but learning how to analyze it 
and uh, maybe learning how to use external parties. You may have your CPA analyze some of your financial KPIs and come back to you. You know, uh, maybe have your marketing outside marketing firm um, really crunch the numbers on on marketing and come back to you. So just learning how to do that, I think, is is going to be the the key part, one of the key parts of this session. I, I really think business owners that come to your session are going to be able to walk away with actionable things that they can do that can have a significant impact on their business. Yeah short and long term so uh so i agree and i don't even know which ones you're going up against perhaps you'll be competing <laughs> against me uh for uh for uh, audience so i've asked you this question before because you've been on my podcast before uh but but i'd be interested to see how you answer it today this podcast is all about maximizing business value what is the one most important thing you recommend business owners do to build long-term value in their business you know, I think that uh, it's like going to the doctor. I think you have to do a head-to-toe assessment of your business, top to bottom, um, and really identify where what's real, where, where your strengths really are, where your where your weaknesses are, and do that on a regular basis. Um, it's um, and it's something we don't want to do. I, I think as a business owner. Uh, I know that I had issues with certain areas of my business that they weren't causing me a problem, but they weren't really contributing to the overall effectiveness or profitability of the business either. And I left them alone. I just kind of ignored those things. I said, I'm going to focus on the things that I know I can change and, and, uh, or the things that seem more important at the time. Um, you know, our business, for example, we had a big cycle. We, we had, uh, we're, we're in marketing mode. We're in sales mode. We, we close a bunch of big business, uh, big deals. Now we've got to fulfill that. So we kind of shift people that were doing business development over to, to delivery as we went through that cycle. And we kind of swung back and forth like this. Um, and some of it was dictated by the, uh, by the cl- client base. So for dealing with public entities, um, you know, uh, state and local government, that sort of thing, they have a budget cycle. So you you go through all this stuff, you win the contract, and you have to fulfill the contract. And uh, we let ourselves kind of get whipsawed with that. And um, so I was focused on that. But underneath the surface, I had some HR issues. I had some financial reporting issues and other things that I didn't. I kind of pushed to the side because they weren't as important as some of the other things in my eyes. And I think that head-to-toe assessment really brings those things out. So that's, to me, uh, the number one thing for a business owner. I think you've got to take a look at the whole patient at least once a year. You know. And the good news is, is that's the first step in our process at Mastery. Yeah, it, it's it's amazing. And, and we, we do that. I think we do that well in that we, uh, we uncover things for people that they, they kind of know we're there, but, you know, they haven't faced it. They're there. <laughs> Yeah, when so, we do when we do our assessment, I always tell them we're probably not going to surface anything that you haven't at least thought about somewhere in the past. But you're going to have a lot of those what I call VA V eight moments. You know, oh, I should have yeah. had V eight, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. For those of us old enough to remember those V eight commercials, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think that stuff's full of sodium or something. You're not supposed to drink it now. So. I know, yeah. <laughs> goes great with vodka. So, <laughs> so one bonus question for you, uh, because in this series, we're doing a different bonus question. If you had the opportunity to go back to your 18-year-old self, what advice would you give that person? You know, 
I've kind of thought that through a bit. It's, um, and I think I'm sure I gave you a different answer uh, if you've asked me this before. I haven't asked but, this before. I ask you something totally different, but uh, all right. yeah, this is a this is a new question. Well, this one I think is, there's it's a two part deal for me. One is how hard you work, and I've always thought that I was a hardworking guy. Uh, in retrospect, and I look back, I was hardworking in small bursts. You know, we uh, when I started the company, I worked my tail off. Uh, to get it to, to it was a viable company. And then I've got to admit, I kind of, it's not that I took my eye off the ball. It's just, I said, Hey, I deserve some me time or I deserve family time. And I need to do this. I need to do that. And so I, I took my foot off the pedal a few times along the way. Uh, and I think in, in, in really listening and, and being around people that have built incredible businesses, it's amazing that the people that have the most successful businesses um, they never stop pressing, but they they make sure that they've done, you know, they've worked hard, but they they also make time for their family. They don't make their family pay twice and uh, and just never leave the business. Um, but it's one of those things that uh, um, I, there's times where I could have worked harder. So I think when I was 18, I just kind of thought, you know, I was rolling along. I, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to get a job. Everything will be great. I'll, I'll have enough money to do whatever I want to do. Um, and I, I really didn't, you know, look at my work ethic as hard as hard as I should have. And uh, so it's been interesting. I, I think um, something doing worth doing is worth doing well and doing, you know, really working your hardest at it. So I think that's probably the if there's one sentence, that might be the one. That is that is some great advice um, to the to the 18 year old self. I, I was fortunate enough to have been raised by a father who um, always said to us uh, growing up and my siblings and I talk about this often. We lost our dad about 24 years ago, um, but um, we often talk about this. He never cared what we would do for a living. Right. He said, go do whatever you're passionate about. You know, be happy, you know, find something that, that brings you joy and do that. But if you decide that you're going to, you need to be the best in your field, you need to be mm -hmm. the best at what you do. If you decide you want to be a ditch digger, then you just better be digging the biggest and baddest ditches on the planet. Yeah. Uh, and, and I thought, wow, you know, uh, I've tried to live by that, but I bet my 18-year-old self kind of let it um, slide out. <laughs> well, there's a lot of distractions in those, uh, I'd say, late teens to to, to 30 at least. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, particularly, you know, I, I moved from a very small town to, to Dallas, you know, and uh, there were a lot of distractions in Dallas. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was, it was uh, and anyway, you know, I, you know, got a great career, you know, and, you know, formed a company and did my dream, which was own my own company and do it. And, and uh, you know, kind of the, the American dream kind of thing, but uh, several things I could have done better along the way, for sure. You know? Yeah. Well, we all look back and, and there, there are always ways to improve. You know, my, my wife said to me uh, recently, she goes, you know, I, I just don't have any regrets. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> All kinds of things I wish I could have done differently. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, hey, how can our viewers and listeners get in touch with you? 
Well, certainly uh, through Mastery Partners, I uh, you know I'm uh, I'm on the Mastery Partners uh, uh, website and everything. So, but Dave at MasteryPartners.com, um, and I also still have a consulting firm around cybersecurity on Calvis Cloud. So, uh, Dave.Casey at CalvisCloud.com, probably the two best ways to reach me. I'm also on LinkedIn and uh, all the other uh, platforms, but. Uh, and a, it's easy and to get a hold of me. <laughs> and a quick plug too for uh, for biz owners Ed. You mentioned that earlier in the uh, in the podcast, and and it is a great program. Um, uh, unfortunately, we're kind of winding down this season. It, it happens once a year for ten weeks. You know, we're we're at least beyond the halfway point of this this particular season. But go to that website. Uh, what's the website for biz owners Ed? Biz owners b i z biz owners ed dot org and. Uh, yeah, and, and actually, we're we're going to take some steps this year to uh, we've taken over a hundred companies through Biz Owners Ed, and just help them kind of improve their company and and uh, and get past that plateau we talked about. Uh, but this year, we're actually going to try to schedule events throughout the year, not the full ten week, uh, four hours a week um, session, but we'll have other events uh, each quarter. Where we'll get together uh, prospective members for Biz Owners Ed, so business owners that haven't been through the program, and kind of match them up with alums from the program that have gone through that. We find that our alums are are very passionate about Biz Owners Ed, and they're the ones that are primary source for referring new companies to to go through the program, and uh, and they've formed several subgroups, and uh, sometimes by class, sometimes by interest area. Uh, and they get together on a regular basis as well. So it's kind of turned into an ecosystem, which we're real proud of. It's an amazing uh, program and and love the speakers and and a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, you guys do get great referrals there. But hey, uh, 25% of your current class are our, are our clients. So uh, yeah. we, we it's funny how that works out. <laughs> you know, and we're, it's so funny, you know, uh, other folks might say, well, why are you sending them to that? Because, you know, they're learning this stuff from you. No, I'm passionate about education. Um, and the more different inputs that a business owner can get uh, about uh, really improving the their business long term, uh, I am, I, I just, I love the program. I've seen those speakers for many years and still take pages full of notes uh, when I come to that. So that's, I didn't want to get away without giving a nice plug. Uh, for I appreciate that. that. So, so Dave, thank you for being our guest today. Tom, thank you. We look forward to the uh, business transition summit in May. I can't wait. We're going to fill your room. You can find <laughs> Dave Casey at masterypartners.com or at Calvis cloud. Uh, is it calviscloud.com? Calviscloud.com or Calvis consulting. Either one. Oh, reach got me. it. Got it. So, of course, you can find him on LinkedIn. And, of course, you can always reach out to me, and I'll be happy to make a warm introduction to my good friend and business partner, Dave Casey. This is the Maximize Business Value Podcast, where we give practical advice to business owners on how to build long-term sustainable value in your business. Be sure to tune in each week and subscribe uh, on our channel uh, so that you'll never miss another episode. Until next time, I'm Tom Bronson reminding you to register today for the Business Transition Summit at businesstransitionssummit.com so you can maximize business value. 
for tuning in to the Maximize Business Value podcast with Tom Bronson. This podcast is brought to you by Mastery Partners, where our mission is to equip business owners to maximize business value so they can transition on their terms. Learn more on how to build long-term sustainable business value and get free value-building tools by visiting our website, www.masterypartners.com. That's master with a Y, masterypartners.com. Check it out. That was perfect. I wouldn't make any changes on that.